should really do on these podcasts at the moment is an ad for my own book. Block, Delete, Move On is being released by Penguin in February 2022, but it is available for pre-order now. Block, Delete, Move On is a guide for anyone who is dating, particularly women who date men, but uh, it has been read by a number of queer women who have said that they can apply it to their own dating life, although there are lots of bits that are specifically related to cis uh, heterosexual men. Um, It is what I would have wanted to read before I jumped fanny first into the dating scene, onto dating apps, uh, and, and then made a ton of mistakes got really hurt and I I wish that I'd had somebody to tell me all of these things it's not like other dating books that are like this is how you get your man it's a dating book that's like okay this is how we avoid the bad ones and if you've got all of this armory in your toolkit then you're much more likely to have better safer dating experiences Uh, if you want to pre-order it doesn't cost anything to pre-order they will ask for your card details but they don't take the payment until February. It's available on Amazon, Waterstones, Blackwells. Um, I'm not sure where else actually, but if you go to my um, story highlights on my Instagram page, la la la, let me explain. There's a story highlight called The Book and if you click there, there's lots more information about the book and links to swipe up and pre-order. And welcome to the La 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 Let Me Explain podcast. I just want to start this one by saying if you're listening to this before October the 30th, please could you do me a massive favor and head to at S I S T A H S P A C E underscore sister space underscore. and go to the link in their bio and sign the petition for Valerie's Law. Uh, I've been shouting about it on my page, but if it's it's a time-limited petition. It's really important. So please head over there before October the 30th and add your signature. Uh, so let's get started. I am here with somebody who I'm very excited about. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. Mr. Richie Brave. Thanks for having me. It's Brave. <laughs> Is Brave your real surname? No, can I swear? Obviously. Listen, fucking bastards on the internet, right? Um, I, so I use the name Brave for a specific reason. Is I guess it's a reminder doing the kind of work that I do. But also, um, when I was doing like anti-racist stuff online, they kept trying to find my workplace and like send fucking emails and that. So I'm like, oh, let me keep it separate. Here I am. Right. Brave. I like it. All braved up, you know what I mean? <laughs> it fits though. It works. Richie Brave. It just sounds brave. like a warrior. It's got a ring in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. But it's like you've got to live up to it now, ain't yeah, you? Yeah, it's a lot of things. <laughs> I don't always, but you know, work in process, progress and all that. Yeah, you do. I think you're living up to it from what I've seen. Appreciate you. So you are a one extra presenter i am you present one extra talks yes i do which is it's really like quite wide ranging isn't it what you do yeah so it's like a top it's a topical show so a talk show nine till ten every sunday on one extra and we kind of explore varying subject matters so we've done interestingly we've done domestic abuse we're doing sex next week 
um, well, it wouldn't it be next week when wrong, this goes out. Yeah. We're doing sex. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we've done like carnival, all of that kind of stuff. So it's just varying topics That's that kind brilliant. of affect the black community really or give a black pers- perspective on something. Yeah. Which it's is really- why sister space is so apt in terms of what you're saying, you know. There's this special dynamic that exists in varying different like experiences that I think we don't always acknowledge. You know, it's interesting because I don't know if you've seen the sister spell you have, I know, because you shared it very kindly. Thank you. But for those who haven't, the sister space campaign is all about making sure that frontline workers and police especially are trained specifically on the needs of black women Mm. uh, who are experiencing domestic violence or black people. But sister space really works with with women. Um, and, And the video that they show shows a woman a white woman getting a, a good response from the police and, and, a, and a black one, a black woman getting a, a terrible uh, response from the police. Um, and, and I think that triggered a lot of people, unfortunately, because it made them feel like, um, or I certainly got a few DMs from people who were like, well, I'm white and I never got a good response from the police. And, and that's not what Sister Space is saying. That's not what this petition is about. Nobody is saying white women get an incredible response yeah. and black women don't. It's not that. I think actually this, the response across the board towards all women is absolutely dire. Yeah. But... Um, but there are some specific issues faced by, by black women that are steeped in racism. Yeah. I, if you can't see that, like... I think that's the problem. There's the micro and the macro, right? And mm. I think sometimes when see, someone sees something that's macro, saying black women collectively have a specific experience, someone will say, well, individually, I'm not a black woman. I've had this experience. That's the micro, right? So when you start to look at it from a macro perspective, what these things do is start to break down the societal and the structural issues that um, black women face collectively. So mm. yes, there's a collective struggle that I identify for women in general, but there is something specific about your identity Identity that creates added barriers. So it's not taking away from white women who haven't had great experiences. Actually, it's adding to black women who haven't had great experiences because this is collective, I think. Yeah, and, and I think the thing is that, you know, it's that whole thing of like, okay, well, women across the board are, are, are having bad experiences. Honestly. But then there's some women, black women who are individually having bad experiences because of racism, things that white women will never experience and are privileged not to experience. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that, that, that white women have it amazing well they don't you know i agree and it's cultural context as well so it's the ways in which like and trigger warning here the ways in like violence the ways in which bruises might show up yes. or like the, the your your family structure or your family culture or what it means for your community so yeah you might be black but there are also these like ethnic differences depending on what country you come from and what your ethnicity is so there is something really specific about that that people need to be trained to look out Absolutely. for it's not one size fits all no, exactly. I've sat with with black women b- before who are, you know, on the worst end of violence, but are being told by uh, family members that they can't call the police because it would bring shame, um, because we know what the police do to black men. You know, there, there's all these barriers that, that just don't exist for white people. And I know that people might go to me, well, I'm Turkish or whatever, and this exists, the same kind of misogynistic protection yeah, within families and stuff. And, and again, it's not... Nobody's saying this doesn't happen elsewhere, but what's wrong with us looking at the, how we yeah. can meet the spe- 
specific needs of black women, which are, are certainly well evidenced as not receiving equal yeah. services to white women. I you agree. Know? When you focus on one, doesn't mean you're disregarding the other. Exactly. Know? It's pretty much that simple. And you're qualified to speak on this. Which uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I learned recently and I'm so impressed. with. To tell, tell everybody what you used to do before yeah. you did all this. So I did over a decade in domestic abuse services. So I worked for the probation service delivering um, domestic abuse interventions for men who had committed... Uh, domestic abuse essentially um and also i uh supported or ran pretty much uh the domestic abuse service in a social services in london so i've like, i've been doing this work for years and years and years i've been out of it for a couple of years but i went in really young interestingly so i was 23 when i went into that work so i was running these you know these nine month six month interventions with you know people who've been identified as perpetrators talking to them about their relationships the dynamics of domestic abuse and it isn't just a oh i've spoken on this because i've read a bit like i've been in the work been in the community been trained to be having these conversations and it's probably not you know sometimes people use their qualifications and they're like yeah you can't talk to me i've got this mm. i don't always try and do that you know like i i, I talk about it when it's needed did but yeah it's something i'm passionate about because it, it's 10 years of my life mm. you know 10 years of my life it makes me just love you so much like you know the the, the fact that it's not just all talk i think there's a lot of performative people online at the moment yeah. uh, there's a lot of people trying to be like you know male allies which is great i will never shit on that at all i, I, I do think it's brilliant but i i think it does give you that extra power when you do have some experience in in working in that i think you know rather than just spewing out what your observations are about, about things which is fine i think people's opinions and stories are great but i think the fact that you back it with with knowing what you're chatting about is very important yeah i agree and you know what for me it's a passion for my community and for people and i'm a bit of a lover everybody knows i'm a bit of like a care bear do you know what i mean and I never want to leverage a career or a platform off of the back of somebody's oppression. And I think like for a lot of male allies or men, not all of them, but men who identify as allies, it's like, or like, I am a feminist. And for me, I will never identify as a feminist. I will say I align myself with feminist ideals. And as a man, I benefit from patriarchy. So there's always going to be something that maybe I don't get right. But I align myself with the ideals. I don't think me as a man should be identifying as a feminist. I feel like if a woman identifies me as one, because essentially these are the people I'm fighting alongside, um, that's something I'm fine with. But for me, in terms of the way I identify, I never want to get a platform off of the back of the oppression of women, given that I belong to the group that oppress women the most like for me the two don't make sense mm. so it's about how people identify me i can sit here and chat all day i'm not trying to do that i want someone to look at me and say you see the work that that man's doing that's the work that should be done i shouldn't be like tooting my own horn and banging a drum i want women to look at what i'm doing and saying actually this is what we need or this is what we don't need you could do this a little bit better do you know what i mean i think you're you're getting it right so far do you think that you appeal because I think this is what the real challenge is, isn't it? It's it's like actually real changes need to happen and, and, and really on a, a cultural level and a societal level. There's loads of stuff in the news. Today, actually, a report was commissioned by the Home Office uh, about uh, male violence against women and girls and they've declared it... At, as an epidemic, um, you know, I, I don't have all the stats and stuff in front of me, but 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 we are at in a place now where crimes against women by men are increasing, sexual mm -hmm. violence and domestic violence, and where um, 
criminal justice and and uh, prosecutions and stuff for those offences are, are, are just, I mean, unbelievably on the floor. Mm. Um, so we are now in, in 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 actually crisis point, and right. I and I feel like when I speak to men. Uh, and boys, uh, it feels like things are getting worse because it feels like a lot of men and boys have become very defensive about things now. Like, you know, they're, they're seeing us all this kind of groundswell of women going, this, this is fucked. Okay, yeah. uh, and instead of men going like you, um, yeah, it's not okay. What what can we do? A lot of them are just like, you know, fucking putting walls up and becoming defensive and making it an us and them problem, which it's really not. Um how do we crack that? How are we, do we get in more men like you with voices like yours who can bring other men on board? I would say again, micro and macro, right? Mm. So I think when men start to defend, like when we start to defend ourselves, I think that is about, you know, something that's personally triggered in you. But if we're looking at the macro, if something's been identified as a dire situation, sometimes you really need to remove the personal out of that and do what needs to be done. Does that make sense? So mm. it's like, and I think some people just look at violence against women as something that's isolated, but actually this is a culture that exists and we play into it in many different ways. So even something as small as being at work, a woman making a point, she being ignored, and then a man makes the same point mm. and somebody acknowledges it and says, that's great. And if no one steps in, that's a, that's an element of dehumanization, right? And it sounds, for some people, it's like, oh, this sounds, this is so extreme. But actually, these if you keep chipping away at something, even if it's one chip a day, eventually it's going to cave in and it's going to crumble. Mm. So we need to look at how we are kind of buying into these structures and environments that make life unsafe for women what are we doing as men even if it's small it's little things that we're doing how are we adding to the macro picture and i think that's the problem everyone says well i don't do that and i don't put my hands on women personally so i'm not involved and i don't have a place in it but mm. actually that's not true Mm. Like what other things do you do that buy into the environment that make that okay for somebody to do yeah. or make them think that's okay? So I had recently, it might have been last year, I was speaking about like men being complicit in the environment that makes life unsafe for women. And I had enough man in my mentions, you fucking simp, you like, like they're calling me faggot, like words like that, all sorts. And it's a bit like, yo, if you are laughing at videos of women that are experiencing violence or things that look yeah. violent, you are making that okay. So you are complicit in that. Like for me, I'm not separating you out from the perpetrator, the person yeah. who's doing that. You're reinforcing that. And then when someone else comes to do that to another woman, and because she happens to be linked to you emotionally, or you have some sort of emotional investment, all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah. A woman, a, a girl even, young girls are experiencing this. Someone has to be your daughter, your mom, your auntie, your cousin, or your sister for you to care. Like to me, that's wild. Mm. We are a community of people collectively, black, white, whatever. Women are facing a crisis right now. And us as men, I feel like we have a duty to do something about that. Like oh, it, absolutely. I mean, I follow on my personal a few kind of pages like um, Bal News or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, they're yeah. just like, they've got like 300,000 followers or whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, and the, their kind of modus operandi of posts is like, they'll put up like Shamima Begum with her new, you know, her new look <laughs> in a vest and long hair yeah, and her yeah. nails and, and all of that. And it'll be like, would you bang? It will be the caption. Wild. And Can you imagine? Everyone that? underneath is just like, no, nah, I wouldn't bang her. Like her pussy would blow up or, you know, and it's just like, but, oh. but it's constant. It's this constant stream of like, would you bang? Would you bang? Is this one hot? Is it? And, and, and I, and I just see how it just feeds into this whole, like, 
women are objects. Uh, I, I mean, women are just objects unless they're your mother. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it, it feels like such a fucking battle. Um, and when people say to me, like, who are the male allies? Who Who is out there fighting our corner? I'm literally like, Richie Brave and uh, Richie Brave. <laughs> you know, who Who the fuck else? I think there's Jordan Stevens from Rizzle Kicks. He's amazing. Yeah, Nathaniel Cole. I don't amazing know. from Swim Dem Crew. Oh, I don't amazing know him. Guy. He does oh, like okay. a lot. Yeah, I need to follow lot. him. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, and, and, and who else? I'm like scraping a barrel. And actually, I can't think of any white men. Every time anyone asks me who who's who's in who's backing women who's fighting our corner, I can list off a handful of black men, and maybe that's because black men understand oppression. Yeah, I don't, what is that? You see me? Do you see my blank face? Yeah, you but I, yeah, me? I saw you looking at the sky trying yeah. to think of white men. But I think sometimes it's about your sphere of influence, right? So like who I'm around, yeah. I'm around the black community for the most part. And so you know I'm... what? That's how I know you're genuine as well. Sorry, I just cut you there. No, 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 but you're not I, cutting me. I, I wanted to make a point was that one of the reasons why I know you're not just chatting shit is because <laughs> you have so many female friends. Yeah. I see that on your page. I see the way people interact with you. Uh, someone DM'd me yesterday, Angie Nurse. Is it a nurse? Oh, Angie yo, she's she my friend since like, I was young, He's man. such a good, he's just such a good man, you know. And I think that that is a real uh, you know if if women really check for you and you check yeah. for them in your real life then i think that that's a real big indicator that means that, a lot that you're that you're in the right that you're in the right place but who who, who else where, where are these other men I, you know i think maybe that's that's a duty that i probably have to kind of platform some of the men that are doing that work right um and it's not that i think it needs to be done in the right way la 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 i think it's not, oh, there are some good, not all men, you know, like people go to that. It's like, not all men. I think sometimes it's like, rah, these are the men that are doing the work, decide for yourself. Because in the same way with other oppressed groups, if we present somebody to them and they're like, oh, this person's doing the great work, it's up to that group to decide. And I think sometimes people get away with doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, well, I've done this. So you all need to be following me and you all yeah. need to support me. And you're just a bit like, <laughs> fuck off. Like. Some people are doing it loudly, but what I have noticed is that they're never, ever, tagging any other women that there's a few people who are out there who are who are really on this women empowerment thing but not once have i ever seen them direct uh their followers to any feminist pages to any black feminists who, so who are doing the thing yeah. um you know so, so 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 you know you can make these observations and and it's great that any man is going to speak for 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 you know on behalf of us two men um but but i think sometimes for women it can be really like yeah but like how can we tell which one's genuine and which yeah. one's not you know what i mean so and it's not always about platform right so no. i think the thing is is that we've got this social media like kind of age like when I was doing all of this work, social media wasn't popping like that. Mm. So I wasn't like about to go into the group room to speak to these men about like <laughs> being violent. There was none of that. You know what I mean? I was just going and doing the work quietly because that was my job. I was getting paid to do it. But also you carry that stuff into the community. You know what I mean? So mm. for me, I think what a lot of men need to realise as well is this work doesn't come with a reward. If you're truly doing it, it doesn't just sit on social media. It sits in your communities. It sits in your friendship groups. It sits in your families. It's about that microcosm that sits around you encouraging men to do something and say something or boys to do some, something and say something and then them start to change the environments that are around them as mm -hmm. well. I think people are very used to getting rewards from social media. This work is mad. Like even when you're doing it on social media, I've had man come for me all the time but you can't beat me up so like yeah. what's the point yeah 
Come on. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But anyway, let's start with this question. Yeah, sorry, just hit no, no. Chat, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll start with this question because actually this is kind of proof that women aren't perfect. Yeah. Because you were quite sexually objectified by some so I put out the question box as I always do to yeah, say yeah. Richie Braves coming on my podcast. Anyone got any questions? And um, I mean, maybe you don't see it as sexual objectification. I don't know. But there was more than I think I've ever had before for any guest. People like, is he single? What's his type? Does he like girls with... And I'm like, what? (laughs) I feel a bit shy, to be honest. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I am a little bit bashful and like... Are you? You know, like I'm not a cool guy like that. You know, some men can take it in their stride. I'm a bit like, I'm definitely going red. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that was... But I I, I get it, you know, because I kind of... There's this weird thing, isn't it? Like, you know, that men kind of enjoy being sexually objectified where women don't yeah. and so where you might you know like I, I always almost sort of assume and I'm I guess it's probably based on a mainly fact but that you know for a woman walking down the street if a group of men are like oh yeah you're fucking sexy or get your tits out whatever it's a very intimidating experience yeah. it's horrible but I always kind of feel like maybe for a man that may be less, you know, if you're walking down the street and a load of women are like, whoa, you're hot, you know. Yeah, that's actually you're probably gonna... <laughs> I know, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> and I, I, yeah, it did maybe feel a little bit boosted, to be honest. Of course. But it does, like, I feel some sometimes it does get a little bit awkward when it's like, actually, I'm just trying to build a friendship. And then it's, oh, you led me on, you did this, you did that. And it's like, yo, I'm just, you know, sometimes you're just being friendly. And I think like it can be read into sometimes mm. and it gets difficult because it's like, yo, I just I just think you're cool. I just want to be your mate. Mm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but you gave me this signal. That's it. And it's like, we've never kissed. There's never been like an intimate conversation around. I like you. I'm looking to get into a relationship. Da, 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 da. So I think sometimes that can become difficult. And also I wasn't somebody when I was young, like I wasn't the hot boy in it. So like in school, I wasn't that guy that everyone looked at being like, oh, he's nice. Da, 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 da. So I think as an adult. Have you had like an ugly duckling moment? Yeah. Do you know what? Turn into the black swan. Like. Yeah. <laughs> For want of a better term. <laughs> but no, like it was a bit like, yeah, like in school, like I'm still a chubby guy now, but I just wasn't that cool guy, you know? So when I started getting attention, I was a bit like, fucking hell, like, is this what it's like? You know, and there's that, st- there's always that bit inside you that's still like, 14 years old and when someone tells you that you're really handsome you don't quite believe it and I think self-esteem and I'm being honest as a man is something that I've always had to work on and work with Mm. you know and I I find compliments about the way that I smell (laughs) or the way that I think better than compliments around you smell really great thank you so much yeah I was impressed we had a little hug when we first met I was like oh do I tell him how good he smells or is that inappropriate (laughs) no it's not inappropriate come on but yeah like um I just yeah, the look stuff stuff sometimes makes me uncomfortable. I like it. I'm going to be honest. I do yeah. like it. I do feel like, oh, like, yeah. I look good today. But um, yeah, sometimes it makes me a little bit bashful. What, what, is, what is your type, by the way? That question came up a lot. I don't I don't have a type. I love like a bit of fat. Do you? Yeah. I'm recording a podcast this afternoon all about mm. fatness. Ooh. Spectacular big things. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a chubby guy. Like I've always liked a bit. It's so funny. I very rarely talk about my type, my relationships, my this and that. I'm really like private with stuff like that. Very, but yeah, I just love a bit of fat. Like honestly, I say a bit, a lot, like whatever. 
Okay. But like, if you look at my dating I'm history, I'm so happy very... to hear this before this podcast this afternoon. I'm gonna be. We're gonna definitely talk about you at yeah, some point. Honestly, it's just it's wild. Because like, all, all the questions are about like in, being insecure and can I still date? You know, with my fat belly and all of this, and it's like ah. If so I'm, s- I'm loving hearing this. If you see my TL like on Twitter, when there's a chubby woman man, I'm just like get the belly out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. Wicked. So, so, so this question, uh, I just want to pre- pre- preface it by saying, yeah. it's a gross question, really, but I, I, I don't think the person intended that, but we're going to explore it. So when you hear me say this question, I don't want your instant reaction to be like, Hey, don't get me mad. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to deal with it. So the, the question says, do black men all have big dicks? I hope this is not offensive. I am not racist. I think black men are sexy, but I haven't been with one and I would love to know if it's true. Oh, wow. You see the thing about that, right? It's like penis. Your penis is dicks, cocks, cock. That <laughs> word always makes you You know the way Americans say I don't say like it, it cock. I think it sounds too aggressive. Don't touch my cock. <laughs> um, you know the thing with dicks, right? Like it, every, it's just different sizes amongst humans or are you actually going to answer the question of do all men black men have no like, i just think it's fucking we... <laughs> common sense in it do you know what i mean like no the, the truth is no of course yeah, not so. of course not it is a stereotype that's that has been born out of the sexual fetishism of black men as being some... sexual aggressors yeah. and that shit's dangerous as fuck fucking you know? horrible and if you like look at the history it's dehumanization and you see in slavery and it's one of those reasons why black men are seen as threats mm. and like oh keep your girls away from black men because of their sexual prowess and all that kind of stuff and also it's dehumanization you are reducing a black man down to his penis and his mm. penis size and additionally you've always you've also said i find them sexy i haven't been with one mm. is this a fucking pot noodle you're picking up in sainsbury's <laughs> do you know what i mean like you're talking about human beings here yeah. oh i've never been with one yeah i've never tasted caviar in my life but i'm not going to talk about it in the same way as a human being do you mm. know what i mean so i almost feel like people what you're doing is racist and yeah. maybe you are a little bit racist and yeah. maybe that's something you need to explore but you see the thing la 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 i'm always a bit like i'm not going to sit here and call you a racist i'm going to name your behavior so you have to defend and talk about that because as soon as you say to somebody you're a racist they start defending themselves well i don't give a shit whether you're a racist or not i care about what you've just said and what yeah. you've just done and you've just made a racist statement yeah and i feel like it's de- like essentially you can hear the dehumanization that's coming out in that i think it's just wild like oh hey i've got this really positive black man coming on my podcast who is got all these accolades behind him and is yeah. doing all these really good things and your question is do black men have big dicks it's very wild. There's a plethora of are dicks you okay? in the community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All sizes and, and shapes. And you are worth so much more than your Thank, penis. Well, I know? kind of feel like I am, but you know, maybe the person who asked the question didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, I just think, I just think it's weird. And like, I, I, and you're right. This whole like, I'm not racist. I think black men are very sexy. Like, let what? me. Yeah, it's a caveat almost. But you've said something. It's like the same. I think if you have it. to say I'm not racist, but then you're probably about yeah. to say something very racist. But I just like for me what we've got to understand as well is this stuff doesn't just begin and end with adult men it Mm. also affects boys in the way that they see themselves Mm. as well right and i find body shaming so interesting in the way that it's so normal to body shame people about penis size and i'm a bit like yo like there are probably men out there who have 
one inch penises, two inch penises, micro penises, all of that kind of stuff. And there's no consideration to how these conversations happen. Yeah. So I'm always a, li a little bit like, yo, like we've really got to reflect on the things that we're putting out there and the things that we're saying, right? And yeah. we're, we're not, people go to men all the time when we're having these conversations, but boys going through puberty or boys exploring their identity and their sexuality, when it's all based around their penis, it can create some really difficult things inside of them. And Absolutely. I think we need to think about Think of the children. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, like no, it's, it's I, a, I totally it's a agree. Thing. I also think it's a weird, like, I, I know there are some people who are like team really big dick. But yeah, I, and that's fine. I'm like team small medium. No, don't. <laughs> I'm not talking about my own penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have one. What, what I mean is like, you know, I, I, I actually don't know where this whole thing about big dicks has come from. I find them really uncomfortable. Uh, my mouth doesn't open wide enough. Yeah. I actually find that if I'm having sex with a, with, with a big dick, I'm like, like, not, like not when you're running. on a roller coaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. Like, <laughs> clinging on yeah. with white knuckles. I've got like. a really good friend who likes absolutely massive dicks. Really? She loves them. I can't. She's it's a better thing. woman than I am. It's her thing. But I, 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 I will probably get to this when we speak a bit later on around mm. like sexual autonomy and women. And I think like women have the right to want the things that they want right and if it's like yo i like men with big dicks and when i have sex that's exactly what i want that's a prerequisite and mm. that's just something you want right yeah but i think when that conversation opens up and it's almost like these things are seen as a standard for a particular type of man yeah that's when we start to get into a problem yeah because i think your point is so interesting i suppose if you're a a a black 14 year old boy and all you're starting to hear is these emerging kind of rhetoric that black men have big dicks black men are this black men are that then what that's going to do to you as a young man if you're like oh actually my dick's not big, what is yeah, considered yeah. big in porn or whatever you know the knock-on effect of that for his self-esteem and his confidence and just going forward in life and, and actually you know i don't think that women are to blame for creating incels but these are the kind of drip drip things that i think send yeah. boys and men over into that kind of like You've mentioned something so interesting and I just feel like it's important that we touch on it briefly. And you mentioned porn, right? Mm. And I'm guessing that this person, I'm assuming this is a woman who sent the question in. Yeah, this person was. who sent the question in um, has probably gotten her views of black men through pornography. Mm. And I don't think we always identified the ways in which black men are dehumanized in porn as well. Yes. And the ways in which they're seen as like sexual predators and overly sexual. Mm. And they're here to destroy you. And these big black dicks and these massive cocks and da da. Yeah. And there's a conversation to be had around the way women are dehumanized in porn. Yeah. And it's very different. And some of it is actually fucking disgusting. But given the context of this conversation, and I don't want people to think like I'm doing this all, like ignoring what happens to women in porn, I'm very aware. No, no, I, I hear but you. But like when it comes to the way black men are portrayed, these these are the kind of views that people have, yeah. right? Because in order to be in porn, you need a dick of a particular size. And black men yeah. quite often are portrayed as these people with monster cocks who don't have emotions, who don't have feelings. Yeah. They're just here to come and ravage you. And that isn't just in heterosexual porn. It's in bisexual porn, gay porn, all of that. It's yes. exactly the same. Yeah. And especially I think in interracial porn, when you have exactly. white women, black, big black cock come to destroy. Yeah. yeah. And cuckold porn. <clears throat> yeah as well so it's oh, like yeah yes. that's very true isn't your it white man safe, watches yeah, his, yeah your safe loving white man is allowing you to have sex with this big black buck yes right? so when you start to look into the rhetoric behind that now we start mo to move into slavery yes. and racism and violence and all of that and which makes it very dangerous yeah 
it is very dangerous. And you know, it's weirdly fucking more. So I've had two, um, I've had three patron parties now and mm. I, I had two, uh, my first two previous ones, both times, uh, cause they're all my, uh, all the people that can attend the parties are people who sign up to my Patreon, and they, they're a wide range of people, wonderful women, all of them who, who come from all over the, all over the UK. Yeah. Um, and are a mixture of black women. I mean, actually it's such diverse parties, like Asian women, Indian women, so, so many different people, but there's been something that's happened t- both times so i create like a group chat for the people that are coming so that people can amazing feel a bit more comfortable mm. like you no know, if they're going on their own and stuff and and both times what's happened is um that somebody normally people not from london i think both times they've been people from <laughs> up north don't send for people outside i know you know what? i might yeah i might get in trouble <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Say, for associating this with a region in england but but twice it's happened where people have been like um made comments along the lines of yeah black cock or something like that you know almost that sort of hen party style yeah. which kind of we're not like that you know that's not the vibe i, th- I think that but but anyway, so so there has been I can't remember what the comments were, but just very kind of like you know, oh I fucked a black man at the weekend or something. Wham, I'm destroyed or something. Oh and both times, people it was kind of like everybody was like, oh, yeah. this is not okay. I know you were thinking that you're that this is how we bond as women of like yeah. you know, but. Oh. And no one wants to be the person, I'm sure, to be like, mm, that's actually a little bit racist. Yes, because it's difficult. Let's kill the vibe, everyone. Yeah, because even <laughs> even the black with the black women were coming to me like, I can't be in this group. I can't do it. You know, and f- fair enough. Good, I can see why you can't be in this group. It's yeah. it's horrible, but it's also if you say to those people, like, actually, what you know, what you said was offensive. Then, then they're like, but I love black men, you know. And then there's this whole thing of like, well, but what is love? Enough. What is fetishization? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is degrading? What is hot? And you know, uh... don't invite me to the party. I'll kill it. <laughs> I'll be like, that's very racist. I thought we were all having fun here. You've ruined the vibe. Not no, me. They, no, but but they were told. They were told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they were told. They, they did it. They they now know. You know, and, and and they took it on board, and they and and they learn. And I think that that's a really important thing is that openness and being willing to say, uh, you know, I'm sure there's things that I have said or done, yeah. and may even say or do in the future that someone can come to me and say that's offensive to the black community or to the trans community or to whoever. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. Exactly. I think it's how you deal with that. It, at the at the end of it but yes black men don't all have big dicks no plethora shapes Although, and sizes i think there was some research done which did show the pe- average penis sizes around the world and um by country weren't bulgarian the biggest i saw that i'm sure no, it's bulgarian i think it was nigeria it might i saw it i, I think it was congo I bet Hungary, Hungarian, I think it was. Oh, really? So, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, leave us alone. Go to Hungary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you going to go to a Hungarian restaurant and be like, do you, all have, do you not have big dicks? You're not going to do it, are you? Uh, well, there you go. Research it. Irish men have very large penises, traditionally. Google is Apparently. <laughs> but who cares? You know what I mean? And, and again, it's that kind of, it, it, it also fits into other racism because there's, you know, I think it's like Cambodian and Vietnamese men were on the lowest on that list. Yeah. And, and, and on, uh, you know, on the, at the other end of the spectrum are known for having smaller penises. Yeah. And then there is that, you know, almost again, dehumanization the de- and degradation about these men being inadequate and skinny and shy. It's that and desexualization. Desexualization. Yeah. That's it. 
and everyone having to exist on like a spectrum mm. of like this is what the most masculine is yeah so it's like black men if we're looking at the way society sees it like stereotypes mm. and that leads into dehumanization and you're reduced down to your penis size and then if you're like east and southeast asian there's this stereotype around having small penises so you're like viewed as like not man enough yeah. etc and then when it comes to women black women viewed as over sexual yeah and like enough sexual prowess and then you look at south asian women innocent subservient subservient yeah, yeah like it's just all, i think all of this stuff is so messy it because is. again like we spoke about in the beginning those kind of violence against women and violence against people all of these little things are little oh, pieces absolutely. of the jigsaw puzzle yeah so we've got to be careful man you're so right you're so right um okay uh, you know what because we're slightly time limited also i feel like i've got something in my eye <laughs> sorry i'm looking tearful i didn't want you to think can that we that just was... say your lashes are looking very good thanks lashes are Thank you. Looking very good. That the shout out to uh, Esther at Beauty. Pick up Esther. Beauty by Design. I the glam, it, yeah. the hair, it's just it's <laughs> very on point. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm about to ruin it all by smashing my <laughs> mascara down my face. Um. All right. So I'm gonna. We've got a couple more to answer, but I, I want to get through this one because I think you're a really great person to help answer this as well. I really want her to get the the answer to this. Yeah. Um. So she's she's kind of. So you can you can feel that this woman has just gone blur in my dms and sometimes yeah, i think you need that and definitely. sometimes i think you need to write these things down to be able to start seeing through them so so as i say this out it is going to be a bit like blah, but yeah yeah of course she gets to a really good point so she said i am in a very nice relationship or at least i think i am i walked away from a shitty marriage with my daughter and i've spent years making sure this doesn't happen again but my head is fucked right now Basically, my fella tries to gaslight me sometimes. I've called him out. He says that he only denies the things he said because he doesn't mean them. But now he's fuming because I follow feminist pages on social media. He says I label him as a gaslighter because of those pages. If I pick my phone up to use social media, he rolls his eyes. As I type this, I know I sound like a fucking idiot. He's trying to say that I hate all men. I don't. I love men. My father, my brother, him. And I, anytime I call out this behavior, he acts like it's because I hate all men. It feels like he's trying to avoid conversations with me. Maybe he knows he's being shitty. He will say something, then immediately flat out deny saying it. He has stormed out and said he's not threatening me or hurting me, so he will not be labeled. I feel like I am banging my head against a brick wall. I love him, but I know what he is doing. Is this terminal? He keeps saying that pages like yours are giving me ideas. I know I might sound crazy. I'm just really confused and angry. Can I just... There's just two things I want to address first before yeah. we even talk about this. You don't sound stupid and you don't sound crazy. And, and I think that that is the key to how much he's fucking up her head. Yeah, I just, I, honestly, I just, there's almost a lump in my throat, like hearing you read that. Because I just think you, the woman that's written into you has been afforded language, maybe that she didn't have before to describe something that she's experiencing. You know, and it sounds like he's feeling threatened by that. And her saying, like, I sound stupid saying this. I sound crazy. For me, that was very coherent. She's mm. identified what the issue is. Absolutely. It's very transparent. She's felt empowered by the pages that she's following. And he doesn't seem very comfortable with that. And it makes me so sad that so many women go through this process of empowerment. It's like, yo, like, 
the veil has finally slipped. I can name what the fuck that is. I've experienced it from when I was young, but I didn't have the language. And like, as soon as they go through this kind of experience of I've got language and I have understanding and I know myself and what I expect a little bit better, there's always someone there. And sometimes it can be a woman. Um, quite often it's a man to pick that apart and slap them back down again. And like, for me, relationships are meant to be your safe haven, right? They're meant to be when that world gets crazy, the thing that you're able to come back into, take off your mask and just sigh a relief. Mm. And if your person, man, woman, cat, dog, is not happy that you are growing and that you're learning and that your confidence is growing and that your expectations are changing and that you know what you deserve and your self-worth is growing and you're reinforcing your boundaries, then there is a problem inside that relationship because nothing that she said was unhealthy. She was saying, actually, I'm experiencing this from you. This is what it is. This is the word for it. I'm uncomfortable with it and you need to do something about it. And even him denying what he's done is also gaslighting. Yeah. And I think we need to be clear about gaslighting. Um, because I think it's one of those things that's really overused on, I agree on social media. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I actually saw a really good post about it the other day, which was like, this is not gaslighting, this is conflict or whatever, or this is a disagreement or whatever. Yeah. And actually, I saw that post. Yeah, it's really, yeah, yeah. It was really good. And the true definition of, of gaslighting is that, that intentionally making your partner feel like they're losing their mind yes. and like they're complete, completely crazy and that they can't trust themselves. But, but the biggest key to that is in being emotional abuse is a pattern and frequency. Mm. If I just make you, if I say, if, if I throw my phone at you and they say, I didn't do that one time, yeah, gee, like then that. it might be gaslighting, you know, that is kind of gaslighting because I'm I'm lying, but it's not having any impact on you. But if yeah. I'm doing this to you every day and you're starting to feel like, wait, did she throw her phone at me? Yeah. Or like, and this is what's happening here. She's now going, oh, maybe I am crazy. This is the, this is what they want to do. That's the purpose of gaslighting is to make you not Bang trust on. yourself. So he's having, he's having the, the effect that he wants to have. Um, and like you say, I think it's so telling. She's got access to pages that, that are now not only teaching her, but are, are the next step would be empowering you to leave. Um, and he doesn't want any, he doesn't want I you to have a part you. of that, you know? Uh, yeah. He's scared of, he's scared of you following these pages. And I, I think these are all really big red flags. She prefaced it as well with, I was in a shitty relationship. Now I'm in a great one. And it's like, you're, why do you feel like you need to reinforce how great that relationship? It's almost like that guilt, right? Mm. You know, when we talk about our parents, it's like, oh, my mom and dad are great, but they did this. Mm. And it's a bit like, yo, let's just deal with the this. Let's mm. not deal with the great. And sometimes when that, that, that veil falls and we have to start looking at our partner in a real way mm. and like, maybe this person isn't right for me and maybe this isn't a great relationship. There's something inside ourselves that we have to deal with. And that's difficult. It's so hard. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? And why often people kind of emphasize that whole, it's a really great relationship is because there is a reason why you're staying. Of course. There's a reason why you're staying when 50% of the relationship is, is, is making you feel like you're losing your mind. Yeah. But then there is something that keeps you there. There is always that, Oh, but he's amazing at this and he makes me feel safe at that but he's also locking you in the shed at night you know what exactly. I mean like oh, it's this pull and all abusers are really nice in yep. many ways yep and you'll know that from working directly oh, with perpetrators. Oh, the charming. Like, the charm is wild. Mm. 
you know, and I just, and sometimes they use that charm against you. And I can't, I don't know the full capacity of that relationship. I'm not inside their house every day, but it does feel like her brain's being picked apart a little bit and she's yeah. identified a problem. And sometimes it's about presenting the kind of relationship you want mm. and reinforcing those boundaries and saying, yo, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who makes me feel crazy. This is what I expect. This is what you're doing. And I don't know how further this can go if this carries on. I think that's the thing. I think she's reached this point where actually what she's saying to us is, am I, am I crazy? Yeah. Is this, is this something that you no. should be leaving a partner about? And, and, and honestly, I feel like these things can kind of only go one way and they, and it's very textbook, you know, relationships start out really well. You yeah. fall in love with them. Everything's great. Then you notice a bit of gaslighting, you notice it. And gaslighting is emotional abuse. It is. Yep. And he, and it's, and it's working, you know, you're calling him out. He's like, what? I never said that. Mm. You know, the longer that this goes on for the more that you genuinely will feel like you are losing your mind. Yep. Um, and it breaks you down very, very slowly to the point where, uh, you know, it becomes much harder to leave the longer that you stay. But uh, and mainly that is because they grind you down to just nothing, you know? This so, is why I love you, you know? Just the way you're able to break that down. It's just, I, I, but yeah. I think you're better at it than nah, I am. Nah, man, nah, we're not doing this. <laughs> I just think you're brilliant. I'm just listening Thanks. to you like, my eyes are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm listening to you. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's very easy for me to say, just leave because yeah. it's, you know, we all know that it's not that easy. But I think the very fact that you've contacted us about this yeah. is is A, your biggest fucking indicator. And, and, and the other biggest motivator should be that you've got a daughter and she can't see this. She can't live with this. Such, that's so true. And we spoke about that in the beginning, right? The yeah. importance of the children and what we offer them. And again, if I know you're listening to this, this isn't to make you feel bad. This isn't you being a bad mum because we know how gaslighting can affect somebody. Oh, yeah. This isn't about you being a bad mum. This isn't about, oh my God, how could you leave a child in that situation? It's just about thinking about what your child is seeing day to day. What is your daughter seeing? And what kind of relationship are you modeling to her? Yeah. And I always think about that in the things that I do. Like, I don't have any kids, but if my godchildren are watching me say the things that I'm saying, what message am I giving to them? Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. But, you know, you deserve a relationship that makes your heart sing. Yeah. And, and we should all be with men who are like, oh, amazing. I love the fact that you're feeling empowered by these feminist pages. That's a massive red fucking flag if a man yeah. is triggered by you accessing information that is 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 helping you to see through his own bullshit you know <laughs> um i think that she, this woman needs some support i think it'd be a really good idea for you to contact women's aid or one of the the best thing to do if you can is is google domestic abuse services and then put in your local area so you might say domestic abuse lewisham or whatever um and then you can access support and i know that you're probably thinking because a lot of people do oh yeah but he's not hit me and he's not hurting yeah. me and it's not that bad and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and i think that um comparing it to other people is really unhelpful i think at the moment this is a shit situation for you and the good thing is that we've got in there now you, you you've identified it before it has escalated to to a stage where actually you are yeah. one of those people who you can see it's a really fucking urgent need. So Definitely. please get yourself some support for you, for your daughter. You're 100% in the right. You're not crazy. Agreed. And can I just say like ripping apart your core is just as bad as ripping apart your body. 
Mm. And we need to think about that. Like, yes. you know, we do that whole, we go to the gym to look after our bodies. Why don't we go to, you know, counseling to look after our minds? Yeah. Exactly the same thing. If people are ripping apart your sense of self, it's exactly the same as ripping apart your body. You still need to piece that together afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. A mental health breakdown is no, you know, it's no better than breaking your leg. You know, people just see exactly. it kind of, no worse. What am I trying to say there? <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm trying to say in it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh my eye I don't know what's going on it's really distracting me I feel like I've got something <laughs> in there probably a fly or something all right let's 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 move on I hope that you get the support that you need to the person who wrote that in um all right have you noticed this current trend of men wanting exclusive intimate relationships with women but not proper relationships and what is causing this wow do you know what, So I think this is such a complicated one, you know, because everyone is just running scared at the moment. And I don't really, like, there's this culture of, like, well, we spoke about the misogyny a bit earlier yeah. on, like, don't trust no one. Girls just want your money. <laughs> da, 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 da. You've got to be careful because they'll fuck you, then leave you, and then have sex <laughs> with your best friend. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, we're constantly bombarding yeah. these messages. And I feel like, oh, do I sound conservative when I say this? Sometimes sex is pro. I, I think it is absolutely fine to have sex with as many people as you want, right? But sometimes, what am I trying to say? Think about this, Richie. We spoke about this earlier on. Women are promoted as objects. And we spoke about that, like, in one of the questions that we had a bit earlier on, right? And I think this directly feeds into it. Like, mm. women being vessels of pleasure for men, as opposed to you're coming into this situation. Like, and maybe we'll talk about this because I know there was another question, right? Yeah. Like, sex is not something you do to something someone it's something that you do with someone yeah and i think a lot of men are programmed to believe that sex is something you do to a woman and it reinforces your masculinity and if you're good at sex like you're a fucking man you know what i mean <laughs> you're the man and all that kind of stuff so a lot of these intimate relationships like sexual relationships are more about the man reinforcing his ego reinforcing his sense of masculinity rather than engaging in an act with a woman for mutual pleasure yeah and i think it reinforces some of that also i feel like we are almost being processed, processed out of emotion. And I think it's happening to men and women, but I think it's happening to men at a higher rate, mm. right? So it's like, we don't connect to ourselves. This is all about sexual prowess. We don't want to be vulnerable. Connecting with somebody opens you up to possibly being hurt. And if you get hurt, it means you're less than a man. And then it's this whole, if you're too nice to a woman, then you're a simp. And you mm. see it all the time online, simp, 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 simp. Basically for a man showing emotion to his woman. Yeah. Like, and it kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's that conditions men out of emotion and into sexuality alone. You know what? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, but I think this, again, it's so nuanced and so it really com is, it's you know? so complex. And I think, I, I wonder if, you know, like relationships used to be structured because of the way society was, that actually men needed women and women needed men. We needed men because we weren't allowed to work. We weren't allowed to vote. We weren't allowed to own homes. Mad. We had to have men to survive. Mm. And uh, and the men, we uh, you know, we, we needed them. And they needed us because they were out at work and we had to raise their children and we had to keep that, that the household. And that was all very traditional structures which actually were created because that's just, it was kind of needed. I'm not even going to say women have been fucked over since the beginning of time. Yes, they have. But also, you know, we, were very basic back then and it was really around oh you get pregnant you have to feed the kid i'll go off to work you know so so and I, but i'm very glad that that has changed um 
Men created that too as well. <laughs> what the change? No, no. What happened in oh, the beginning? Oh, yeah. The, you know course, what I mean? Of course, <laughs> it's wild. Yes, of course they did. Yes, <laughs> you know I shouldn't have been that, but of course we, we you know, well, the sexism has existed since exactly. since time began. But I think things are obviously slowly changing. So, uh, uh, so I think that you know, since feminism has come along and fought for less traditional gen- gender roles and women to be able to have careers, and then the pill has come along and contraception which means that women can control their fertility and having children and all of that kind of stuff you know um we we are then expecting relationships to be different we're expecting them to be about that emotional connection about having a partner having a team we can both work we can both keep the house but i think that a lot of young men especially are not going into relationships thinking I want a part. I want my best friend. I want yeah. somebody to chill with because they're not seeing women as that. The women are sex and making food, which is why so many girls still aspire to be like hot body, great cook. You know, yeah. everything a man wants traditionally. And so, and I so 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 I because I, I kind of know what you're saying in that way about like you don't want to come across too conservative because I guess saying some of this is a bit like. Well, actually, yes, in a way, feminism has fucked up what we knew as a traditional relationship, which is good because it was forcing women into positions that we didn't necessarily want to be in. But also, we haven't quite caught up with what relationships are now. And am I making sense? Yeah. Do you know what? I I was more trying to say, like, this exists irrespective of what your sexuality is yes so like women with women this exists men with men this exists non-binary people with each other but this that, exists. Is, is that something that's happening is it like in the lgbtq plus community are people having the same thing where they're finding that there's less and less people that want to commit to relationships Absol- now and abs- more people that just want to fuck absolutely I think this is something that's existed across. So that's interesting. So when I'm talking about conservatism, what I meant was more like, how can, I don't want to say like, you're not just having sex with each other. What happened to relationships? Which is not what I mean. I'm like, I'm sex positive. You know what I mean? If you're someone who wants to like, fuck 10 people in a day, do your thing. But I guess what I am saying is we're being, like if we're looking at relationships specifically, taking all the sex bit out, like how we enjoy sex and how we want to have sex, specifically looking at relationships, I feel like we're being conditioned out of emotions. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Everyone's too scared to get hurt. And there's mean pages, loads of them, that are just about getting hurt and trusting nobody. Yeah. But do you think, because I would say since sex became easier to get and more acceptable to have, love got harder to find. And Mm. I do think that a lot of that is to do with the fact that men had to have a, traditionally had to have a wife or a partner in order to, have regular sex um and now you can get regular sex just by logging onto tinder so actually you don't even have to commit to a relationship to get that thing that you kind of really wanted relationships for or am i dehumanizing men and reducing them to the basics there i don't know do you know what you've got me thinking right you've like men can't get away on the bare basics anymore Mm. you know so when it comes to what women want in relationships well i don't need you to put a roof over my head i can definitely get a mortgage on my own Mm. And like looking good isn't enough. 
And being a little bit charming isn't enough. Yeah. It's like, do you have emotional intelligence? Can you hold this relationship? When something's going wrong, are you able to communicate with me? Have you even done the work on yourself? And I feel like there's a lot of men who kind of look at this and think, fuck, like I've done none of this. Yeah. And I don't even know what I'm bringing to the table right now. So it's easier just to have sex because you never have to delve into, you never have to give much more, do you? Mm. Really? Like, Because for me, what I've, when I look at like my, my female friends, like female family members, women online and stuff, the expectations have changed and they're higher than they were maybe like 30 years ago. Yeah. They're like, you can't just come into my house and fuck me. Actually, you need to come into my house, have a conversation with me, humanize me. It's not enough just liking, wanting to have me around. Mm. You need to be able to hold me with some sort of care. Yeah. And you need to think about what my needs are and what I want. And I don't think that was the same thing 30 years ago. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think it was. I think we were very limited in what we really even understood 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Because all we had was magazines and TV and... Some of them was shit as well. Uh, the stuff that we were learning, <laughs> yeah. like the, the magazines were horrendous. And now we have access. It was interesting because I had Florence Given on my podcast and she was talking about how she kind of came... Um, you know, she was like 14 and she was being bullied and she, she Googled like self-love or whatever. And it really struck me like you were 14 and you were able to access information I did not Wild. Have, when I was 14 it was still like she loves herself yeah. you know like <laughs> no, no, it was I a cuss agree. like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's a real it's a, I think this generation is really privileged in that they can access so much different information and guidance but like you say it's kind of it feels like almost women have kind of taken that all on board and gone like, right, we are raising our standards. We want different. And, and so a lot of men have kind of gone. Meh. Do you know what I always say as well? And this is just like a little bit of advice when it comes to like online dating and dating people and profiles, all of that, people always say things like, oh, well, I don't want to say that too soon because I might mm. scare them off. Yo, be 101% fucking transparent around what you expect yeah. from the jump. Yeah. You see me when I was on date, like when I did like, tinder and all that and this is many years ago yeah. and all of that like my dating profile was long and i was very i'm an i am this kind of person i am that kind of person in relationships i like this you know i can be a bit like that da, 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 da. i am looking for long term this is essentially what i want my few and everyone thinks that's a little bit too much but do you know what you do you start to weed out the bullshit yeah and some dickheads might be able to get in but when you're too scared to be honest about what you expect and what you want the the because maybe we're feeling a little bit lonely. And that's not saying that's the person's fault, but that door's way too open. Mm. Weed it down a little bit. Say, yo, nah, I'm not looking to fuck. Actually, this is what I want and this is what I expect. From the yeah. jump. But you know what? When you're a woman, I think that when you start to know what you want and who yeah. you are and what your standards are and you're not willing to go below that, it keeps you single for much longer. That makes sense. You're it keeps right. you single for much yeah. longer. And, and I think that then people can start, women can start to go oh fuck well when I wasn't so woke about what I needed yeah. from a man and when my standards weren't so high and when I was shy about saying it and you know more for the you know me 20 years ago I could I, I would definitely be in a relationship right now because I was just like oh I love you regardless yeah. of the fact that you're a fucking waste man who <laughs> just you know sells drugs like I was just like oh I love you I'll change you um projects yeah and now I'm not willing to do that anymore but that mm. keeps me single for so much longer which is You're great right. I love being single but also so I think a lot of people feel it it's like I've raised my standards I've I've, I've started to have these expectations but where are the men yeah it's back to the beginning of the podcast right yeah like that us as men have a duty to catch up yeah 
and that's pretty much it really yeah it's like what can you say and I, I hope like women listen to this didn't didn't feel like I was placing the onus and the responsibility on them nah to you change. didn't come across like that yeah I'm happy because I would hate to do that but I feel like it reinforces the importance of us having to catch up mm. and do the work do you know yeah. what I mean like I mean the example that came before feeds into that it does the woman's been afforded the language to understand something that makes her feel uncomfortable and rather than her man supporting her he wants to rip that apart mm. and I feel that happens in massive ways and minuscule ways as well but it's still all you know it's two sides of the same coin essentially we have got we're running out of time it's quarter two sorry are you all right with that 10 minutes okay let's just bang out the last question as quickly as we can uh it says how do i tell my partner what i want sexually if i don't even know myself and have no clue and how can we communicate our sexual needs with men without bruising their egos I think it feeds into what we said. I keep saying, going back to what we said, yes. but it's all like- <laughs> Referring it all, to my last referring point. Referring to the last point. But you know, like sex is not something you do to somebody. It's something that you do with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're in a relationship, for me, it would be like, yo, I, I really like you and I want us to have great fucking sex. And it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but let's talk. You know, and you want to be in a relationship with someone you feel safe enough to explore with and be able to say, and it's different for women because of the way women are socialised and the way men are. She spoke about ego. You think men are thinking about ego when they're like, nah, I don't like that. Oh yeah, I want to try this. They're not. Yeah. So the fact that she's even having to consider that, like if your man knows that you love him and he loves you, then you should be able to communicate. Yeah, but can I tell you something which you might not have experienced, but it is a very common theme and I, I would say probably 99.999% when you tell men that they are not so so a lot of women go into relationships faking orgasms yeah, initially because yeah. y- y- you know there is a whole it's going to take too long for me to go into all of those the orgasm gap w- watch my orgasm gap highlights by my book I've got a whole chapter and they're good on, highlights on I've seen them thanks <laughs> um you know, there is a whole host of reasons why, but very often we're not coming routinely, yeah. but we fake it because we like the person and they're a good person and we know they're trying their best, but it's just not happening for whatever reason. And and nine times out of 10, if you say to a guy, I don't come from penetration, I need this or I need that or I need, you would think that men are going to be like, oh, wicked, like, what can I do to your clit? It's not the reaction that we get. A lot of times the reaction that we get is, well, every other woman I've been with has, has been has faked it as well. Oh, there must be something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Must be something wrong with you, or they get you know up, uptight, defensive, hurt. It becomes this thing. It's not actually that easy to be like, "This is what I need," mm. because of the reactions that we've experienced from men in the past, which yeah. is does come from a bruise to their ego. I so it's that. like, how do you find this way of conveying to men? Because they don't listen. They don't listen when I put up the orgasm gap. They don't even listen when I'm telling them publicly. And I've got 160,000 women all going, yeah, yeah, this is true. They're still going, well, there must be something wrong with all 160,000 of you. Do you know what's so odd as well? And you said like, oh, every woman I've been with hasn't complained. And it's well, each vagina is going to be different in the same way that we said, referring back to the last point, <laughs> each penis is going to be different as well. So like dicks are different, vaginas are going to be different, women's bodies are different. So what you do to one woman is going to be completely different yeah. to what you need to do to another woman to yeah. get her off and make her come. Um, I wasn't sure about the orgasm thing because I, I feel like she mentioned, I don't even know what I like. 
How do I tell my partner what I want sexually if I don't even know myself and have no clue? Maybe she is talking about more. Yeah. More. But it's poignant because it, maybe it's the orgasm thing and she's like, this is why I know I don't like it because I ain't coming, babes. Yeah. So... But you know, actually, yeah, you might be right. I've gone straight to it being she's not she's not having any sexual pleasure, but maybe it is more than that. Maybe it is exploring and taking it to kinks and yeah. fetishes and things like that. If you don't even know yourself, then you, that's really exciting times now because you have got a whole fucking world to explore. And it's a way you present out. it, yeah. Like, I just think, you know, when I've done a bit of exploration in my life, bit of a grot bag do you know what I mean like I'm a bit like yo have you ever done this like, yeah. what do you think and can sense everything right I'm like what do you think about this? I'd like to try this you know because I've seen it and I just think yo this might be not it's about having that upbeat com- and I don't think again it's easy for me to say as a man I just don't think women should have to shrink themselves in those kind of things mm. they're saying like yo babes like I, I maybe haven't been very experienced. I've only done this in my life. Like, yo, I want to try this. Or I've looked at this and this looks really nice. Or what do you think about that? Or is there anything that you haven't done that you would like to explore? Because I just want my sex life to get better and better and better and better. You know, yeah. like, I, I and again, I think women should feel empowered and excited to say like, yo, this is my body and I know it can do things. And maybe I haven't experienced them yet. You know, like yeah. it's about the way you have a conversation with your partner. But yeah. I feel like your partner is the person who needs to be open to that and hold that conversation. I think she needs to be open to it first and maybe by herself explore that actually I think she needs to Mm. get on I'll put the link up in my stories again at the end of the month for Beducated which is a a a brand that I collaborated with who've got these amazing sex courses for couples and for singles I'm not being paid to say this they're not giving it they pay you for like one story so (laughs) this is a free ad I'm I'm giving them at the moment but but it's really good because it just takes you through all these things and it has taught me that i'm actually probably missing out quite a lot in terms of sex yeah. like even the way these men in this video like approach the whole situation of anal is just like it's not like yeah get the condom on put, put a bit of lube it's like this whole fucking process to get the ass relaxed and, and you need to do that with anal you can't go right in I no mean. exactly but the way they do it and all this like pussy stimulation before you get that it's just mad and mm. and obviously i knew a lot of this stuff anyway but you know when you just bring it back to like this is how sex can be and should be. Um, so I think it's about really look at ethical porn. You can even find stuff on YouTube, but Beducated is a really good site for it. And and actually figure out what works because you can look at something and, and, and think, well, that would never turn me on. But actually it gives you a little tingle when you look at it or something that you think might turn you on and actually halfway through you feel like, like nah, no, I've been no. there. <laughs> I feel really gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cleanse me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love what you said and I think it feeds into, you know, women probably not being empowered enough to explore their sexuality mm. and like, almost feeling like it's something they need to shrink and not explore. And I can't explore what I like. You get to a, you shouldn't get to adulthood not knowing what you like at all. And I think it's, it reinforces what you said, right? Like a a, a second ago when heterosexual sex, if we're looking at sex that between a man or a woman, when the needs of a woman are centered in that sex, that Mm. type of sex changes. And we are not conditioned into that type of sex. It makes sex complete. The fact that there even needs to be classes on it says a lot, right? 
right? Yeah. Porn centers men. All of it centers men. Yeah. But as soon as the women are centered, the shape of that sex starts to change. It becomes a little bit more sensual. It comes becomes a little bit more of an exchange, right? Like it's yeah. something that you I like give. I take. You can see the hand. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say, right? It, yeah. it changes the whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. And men would be having so much better sex if they would just fucking listen to us. Like, it would get so much better for them. Yeah. But I think this is part of the problem is it is difficult. You, it's sh so, Sex for women is shrouded in so much shame. And, Facts. You know, you, you might want to say to your partner, have you tried slapping me with whatever and be frightened that they're going to go, a oh, you're finger. a slag or you're, yeah. you're a whore. I didn't realize, you know, so it's a very complex one, but get to know yourself mm. by yourself, figure out what works That's for you so true. and only be with people who you feel that you can communicate with that with. Don't waste your time in relationships with someone who you're like, I can't tell him about sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is why I love you. I love if, you too. If anyone can see my <laughs> hand movements are like, yeah, like I agree. You've made me think so much. Oh, I'm so happy. I and we've this. done it. We've banged it out. We we haven't gone too much over time. <laughs> We're going to get there to your meeting. Yee. Thank you. I have to say, I do really enjoy you as a person. Thank you. I think, I think you're fantastic. If we could duplicate you and <laughs> send your clones out across town, that would be excellent because you, you know... You, 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 and and it's not one of them ones where it's like the bar is so low that just because he's nice, yeah. everyone's like, "Yo, Richie." It's not that you genuinely you're you're doing the work and you're smart and you're thank you. You've got, you explain yourself really well and you're you're just you're just great. I really appreciate you. Can I also take this opportunity just to say I know this seems like a gushing session, but I absolutely <laughs> like as somebody who's worked in domestic abuse, right? I absolutely love what you do. Thank you. And I love the fact that you teach women, A, not to shrink themselves and B, to stop questioning who they are and, you know, stepping into their power. And I feel like when women are more empowered and they're more confident, it makes them, you know, people are like, you need to love yourself before you can, someone can love you. That's fucking bollocks. Mm. But you know what? When you don't love yourself and you aren't empowered, it leaves you open to a kind of love that you don't deserve Absolutely. and doesn't hold you in the right way. And what you do, Lala, constantly is reinforce women's boundaries, their standards and their sense of self. So I just want to say what you do, I know it comes yeah. natural to you, but what you do is just beautiful. I think you're such an amazing person. Thank you. And if you aren't given your flowers by men, I just want to be able to give them to you today because <laughs> you deserve them Thank you're fantastic you. thank you the feeling is utterly mutual and i think because of your background in uh, domestic abuse we should definitely I, I think that we should make something of that i think together we could have a really a really good impact um, i'm here yeah. when you need me thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much you're amazing where can people find you at Oh yeah, I'm at Richie Brave, R-I-C-H-I-E-B-R-A-V-E on Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. Follow Medea. this man. Send him some love. <laughs> and don't ask him about his dick. No, I mean, you can. <laughs> I just want to answer. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. bye.